Hey everybody, this is Brian Haggerty, and welcome to my podcast, where today's subject is mind control. (laughs) Well, let me clarify that. First of all, when I say mind control, the mind to which I am referring is our own. Obviously, we're not going to be teaching how to control other people's minds. Of course, that's more influence. None of us can control someone else's mind. We can only influence them. But for today's purposes, let's talk about self-control of our mind. And by the way, that's the one thing over which you and I have complete and total control, is our own individual minds. We can't control other people. Now, I know there are a lot of people who want to control other people, but what they're really trying to do is have influence on them, as I said. But we can't control other people. We can't control what they think. We can't control how they feel. We can't control other things like the weather or the stock market or natural disasters. The only thing over which we have complete control is ourselves. So what I really want to cover today is this whole concept of how we can, by taking control of our individual minds, we wind up taking control over our life. And I'm going to tie this in today with the pathway to success, because he or she who learns to master and control his or her mind, just like a computer, can pretty much do anything he or she sets out to do. And that's the, the, the thing I want everyone to realize, too, is that we all have within ourselves the same innate abilities. We all have a mind. We all can make use of it. Now, we each make use of that mind in a different way, perhaps, but we all have access to it. And the mind is an amazing, an absolutely an amazing entity because it's, it's separate from the brain in the sense where, and this is what, where it gets very mysterious, we really don't know how to properly define what the mind is. We can talk about the brain. Of course, the brain is the organ that is sitting in our skull, this lump of uh, gray matter, which, uh, by the way, I know they call it gray. I always used to think it was more pinkish matter, but that's just me. But this thing of gray matter in our heads is our brain, and that operates our body. It operates all of our systems our digestive system, circulatory system, respiratory system. It just governs everything. It helps us breathe and uh, uh, pumps the blood through our bodies with our heart. So the brain is very functional, and we know pretty much what the brain does and what areas of the brain do what. But what we really don't know is why. And that's when we enter the realm of mind. Mind is an amazing thing, and I find it fascinating that we still don't really have a clear-cut scientific explanation for why we exist, meaning the consciousness that you and I are using to experience and live this life. Now, if we keep in mind the concept of mind control, what is it that we're really doing? Okay, we're starting off with that favorite topic of mine, self-awareness. Those of you who have been regular, uh, of course, this is my only second quote-unquote podcast, but many of you I know used to listen to me regularly when I was doing the live broadcasts on YouNow. And uh, one of the reasons why I stopped doing the live broadcast, I'm going to still make a couple of appearances there on YouNow because I know many of you keep writing to me and asking me, but one of the problems there is it's 
it's a disruptive type of uh, of um, what do you call it? It's a, it's a, a me. It's a disruptive medium in the sense where because of all the interaction. It's very difficult for me to, let's say, do what I do here in a podcast, which is to speak for a half an hour on a given subject. I can't do that on you now because people keep popping in and asking questions. And, you know, you say hello to people, you acknowledge them, you thank them for their stickers and their likes. But you really can't get into much of a conversation. So for those of you who've come from you now, welcome back. For those of you who have... uh, Subscribe to me on my YouTube channel. Thank you again. And for the rest of you who come through Facebook or any other uh, road that gets you here, welcome and thank you. So we're going to talk about self-awareness in the sense where self-awareness is the foundation for self-improvement, meaning you have to become aware of something in order to change it. Now, most people are not very self-aware, but I will tell you this. Movie stars, uh, professional athletes, performers, um, you know, stage performers, of course, national politicians, all of these people are highly self-aware. And they have spent many years honing their craft, whether that be changing the way they act, uh, working on their posture, their appearance, their physical appearance, their manner of communication, their people skills, every single solitary thing about them, they've worked at it. And that's generally, as you know, uh, those of you who do know, that's what I do. I coach, well, one of the things I do, I mean, I, when I'm not speaking in front of an audience, I do work with individuals. I will work with CEOs. I will work with politicians. I will work with business owners or people who are looking to be a successful business owner and want to up their game. I will teach them. I will work with them. Because the only thing we can control, folks, is ourselves. And what are we? What does that mean, control ourselves? Well, let's see. I can control the thoughts that I think. I can control the words that I speak. I can control the images and the predominant the predominant thought images and the predominant thinking patterns and belief systems oh in my mind in my in my consciousness i can control them because basically they are the result of a lifetime of creation and we're nothing more than the sum total of everything we've ever thought about everything we've ever heard or seen and, and we're the sum total of all of our beliefs because basically we're just a bunch of belief systems walking around and the belief systems are formed throughout our entire lives generally from your parents your family background maybe there's a religion you to which your family has uh, belonged something you were grown or raised up in um, your friends your neighborhood your culture all of these things have basically shaped and molded us into who we are they have shaped and molded our view of the world They have shaped and molded our opinion and our view of others. Everything down to our politics, to our belief in other people, to our beliefs about ourselves. So we have a tremendous amount of power going on, folks, in our minds. The bottom line is, though, you've got to use the power. Well, first you have to know you have the power, which a lot of people don't realize that. Most people acquiesce their power in life. They run around all day long, worried about everything, and consumed with with all sorts of anxieties and fears and things over which they have no control. And as a result, they place their attention there. And so because of that, they live in a reactive sense, meaning 
If I'm going to spend all day long fearful and anxiety-filled and worried, those thoughts will begin to populate my mind to such a degree that eventually they'll become a habit. Meaning, anything you do long enough becomes a habit, good or bad. And we're also nothing more than the sum total of our habits in addition to everything else. So that's what happens, folks. We get, we get into this way of thinking, this way of seeing the world, the way of viewing ourselves, and we do it all from a reactive standpoint. Whereby with mind control, when we learn to control the thoughts that we think, then we can control how we feel, we can control how we respond to things, and ultimately, we can create any life that we choose if we choose to do so. So, <laughs> it's it's an amazing thing uh, with, with the power of your own mind. I mean, it, it really is. Everything from the placebo effect that I discussed in the first episode, which we know in science is the result of being spontaneously cured by receiving a sugar pill from a doctor. In other words, the theory goes that a person who believes a certain pill has the ability to cure them of their ailment or their disorder they automatically then believe it, and as a result of that belief, they wind up being cured of their symptoms, being cured of the disorder, in some cases, cured 100%. Meanwhile, science can't explain that because, after all, if you took a specific drug that's designed to treat something and you got better, then we would say, okay, the drug works, or at least it works for this individual. So how then do we get from that to someone can take a pill, merely believe it has the power to cure them, and they are cured? Well, again, what that tells us is the power of our minds is so strong that it even has the power to perform its own miracles on itself, to cure itself, to heal itself. Now, does this work for everyone? No. Does this work all of the time? No. But it works an awful lot of the time. But the kind of thing, the kind of effect that the placebo effect has on the people uh, who are cured is exactly the same power that we can have over any belief or any belief has over us. We will live the life we believe we're supposed to live. That's why at any point in time, you and I can make a decision to change anything about ourselves. So mind control begins with having a plan. And this is really the road to success. Let's just, let's just tie it all together, folks. As many of you know, I deal and have worked with um, high school and some college students for about seven years now. So I'm, I'm around young people all the time. And I always have the same conversation with them. I always try to point them in the direction toward the things which they love. Because here, here's the problem today with, with education. Everybody gets a generalized education, a general education. But the problem is there, there are two types of knowledge. There's general and there's specialized. Now, general is what you're going to come out of college with. I mean, today, you really don't necessarily graduate college with any type of uh, specialization unless you specifically majored in something. But it's designed just to give you a general array of knowledge. Now, the problem here is that not only is college ridiculously expensive, but frankly, I'm not a proponent of any of this stuff. Yes, I graduated college. I hated every minute of school. I never felt school taught me anything. I always felt that with school, I was going through the motions. I, I just had to do it. And the idea is, well, you know, you have to have a college degree to fall back on. And yet today, we look at all these young people coming out of school, and they can't find a job. But why is that? It's not the specialized 
students who can't find the job. They can. It's the average student who's come out with a generalized education, and they lack a specific area of specialization. Now, if you want to be successful, you've got to specialize in something. And by the way, that doesn't mean you have to specialize it uh, in school or college or grad school. It could be anything. It could be a trade school. It could be a specific thing that you create for yourself, a specific talent, or uh, an expertise on a certain area. You could have created that all yourself, your own research, your own reading. That's why I say today with the Internet is the greatest university, but you just have to make sure, of course, that the facts and the information you are retrieving from the Internet is accurate. Because, you know, just because it's out there, folks, remember the old adage when people joke, hey, it's on the Internet, so it's got to be true. Well, <laughs> not necessarily. And that goes for Wikipedia, by the way. But I digress. I, you know, I want you all to specialize in something. And, and the thing is this, if you specialize in something, obviously you're going to specialize in something you love. That's why with young people, we need to start recognizing what do they really love to do? Like what's it? Because therein lies the actual talent. Because generally, if you're drawn to something, if you like it, then you have a natural proclivity for it. Or if you don't, you will develop that natural talent because of the attention and the energy you're giving to that specific activity or that specific skill or that specific anything so if you specialize <coughs> excuse me with this cough never seems to want to go away i apologize nothing worse than listening to somebody cough over your speakers or into your headphones right so anyway if you specialize in a specific skill that is the first step in success to make money you need specialized knowledge. That's why kids coming out with these gender studies degrees or basket weaving degrees or uh, uh, studies of, uh, of uh, you know, ancestry or all these things that have nothing to do with anything, unfortunately, will not put money in your pocket. However, it cost you a great deal of money. So as I always tell young people, you've got to specialize in something. So what do you desire? What is it that you desire to do? And we have to start asking this question of our young people and this is where education fails because education today is so i think it's 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 abysmal and it's an, it's a it's a disaster and that's not the fault of teachers i want to be clear on that i'm a very strong proponent and advocate of teachers why because i've been around them and i know how hard they work but i also know how difficult it is for them to do their job in the classroom because so much of it is dictated by government and by government bureaucrats in the department of education who most likely never stepped foot in a classroom so we're, we're failing them on that account we have far too few guidance counselors who just can't possibly give the attention to the students who need it most because in some of the schools i've known each guidance counselor will have a workload of 100 students 100. So that is very, very difficult. Sometimes 200 students, by the way. It's very difficult to get to know a student and to really specifically be able to help them. So we've got to find out what it is these kids have a desire for in their heart. And what is it that you have a desire for? Because if you have a desire, that's where it begins. And then you need to make a plan. That's right, a plan. So few people have a plan for life. That's why a business, you ever hear a business starts, has to have a business plan. 
How do you start a business without a plan? Well, I don't know. I'm just starting a business. Well, what are you going to do? How are you going to sell? How are you going to market? Uh, what are your backup plans, your alternate plans? If this doesn't work, when, then what's, uh, what is your backup plan B? Uh, most people don't know that. And again, success is not some elusive secret. It is the tried and tested use and application of tried and tested principles. And that is, number one, start off with a desire. I don't care what it is. It could be anything. You could maybe want to, you want to build little, uh, let's say, little boxes out of matchbooks or little matchsticks. I don't know. That's just an old honeymooner idea. <laughs> but let's say you want to do something like that and you want to sell them. You make these little boxes, custom made or whatever, and then you pan paint them. You put your little insignia. Hey, there are people out there who probably would buy them. I'm sure they would. People buy just about anything. So you make these little match uh, boxes, you sell them, and the next thing you know, you're selling more and more, and then all of a sudden, you're selling more than you could make. Then you have to bring help in, employees. You see, that's where it goes. So just using that as an example, it, it, and by the way, it doesn't have to be a business, it could be a job. I want to be, I want to do this for a living, I want to work in this area, how am I going to do that? That's my desire. What's my plan? Well, your plan should always include constant, constant and continuous education. You should be reading and learning more about your area of expertise every single day. That's what I do. Every day I'm either reading or watching something on YouTube that involves my area of expertise. So I'm constantly learning. We're always supposed to be in a state of learning. So that's the first thing I do every day. So desire and a plan, and then you have to execute the plan. That's the third thing. Execute the plan. Okay, what good is a plan unless you execute it? Now, here's the thing. People start making plans, then they execute them, and they start making mistakes, and they fall on their face, and they give up. That's what we talked about the last time. Remember, we talked about everybody who has a New Year's resolution. You join the gym, and after three months, you give up because you don't have that sculpted body that you wanted to have, and that's because, number one, you're not willing to take the time to get it, to earn it, to work for it, to change your diet, and to visualize yourself and meditate so that you could actually visualize your body taking a specific shape. Does that work? Absolutely. Studies show the mind has the ability to have an effect on the shape of our body, but that's for another show. But people give up all of the time. Here's the thing, folks. Number one, never fear mistakes. Number two, if you're not making mistakes, you're not growing. You're not learning. Number three, learn from the mistake. What is it that you did wrong? Analyze that. Analyze the data. I know it sounds formal to say that, but it is. It's the data. I made a mistake. This is what happened. Here's the data. What did I learn from this? How can I make sure I will not make that mistake the second time? Listen, I embrace mistakes. If I'm not making mistakes, I'm not growing. We all make mistakes. Never fear them. Oh, and please admit them. Don't be that person who has to lie and you want to hide from the fact that you make mistakes when everybody makes mistakes. So make mistakes. Don't be afraid. And then learn from them. But here's the last step. that, And this is why, again, this is why success is so elusive. That is, successful people do not give up never they never give up they never take their mind over which they have complete control and allow somebody else's ideas somebody else's vision somebody else's negativity 
They don't allow that to get in their way. They stay transfixed, like with laser precision, on their dream, on their desire, on their end game. They never give up. So success is not so much about how you were born. You know, yeah, were there some people who were born into great wealth? Yes, they were. But most of our millionaires and billionaires are self-made. But that's okay, because it doesn't matter. It should not matter how somebody else got to be successful. And don't spend your time looking it around at other people and comparing yourself, because there is no comparison. You are you, I am me. We are two distinct and unique points of consciousness. That's what we are, points of consciousness. I see the world through my lens. You will see the world through your lens. Sometimes our lenses will be the same. Other times they will not. But that's fine. That's what keeps life so spicy. But you see, successful people, they have a desire. Then they have a plan of how to get to that desire. Then they execute the plan, and then they keep going and going and going. They make mistake after mistake after mistake. They keep readjusting, 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 and they never give up. Now, every single one of us have the power within ourselves to be a success at anything we put our minds to. We have all of the tools necessary. It's right there. It all exists in this inner world of ours. This mysterious inner world, which seems, by the way, to come from somewhere, and we don't know where, and we don't know why. But we do know how to make use of it, and that's what I've done in my life, in my personal life and in my professional life. Because as I always tell you, there is no distinction. There is no distinction. If you are not satisfied and content in your personal life, then that's going to affect your professional life. So I learned years ago how to take control over my thoughts. And by doing so, I had to develop my self-awareness. That means, number one, so all of a sudden, if I'm feeling, if I get triggered, and all of a sudden I'm a little aggravated, or something's making me feel uneasy, I have to, at that moment, immediately become aware of that emotion. Because after all, what is an emotion? Emotion is a response to a thought. That's it. So when you think happy thoughts, you feel good because your emotions are feeling good. It's pumping good chemicals into your bloodstream. When you're angry, you feel angry. When you're upset, you feel upset. So again, what comes first, the emotion or the thought? Well, it's the thought. And by becoming aware of our emotions, we can learn what it is that is hurting us, harming us, and keeping us away from achieving our dreams. Is there something that gives me anxiety? Well, what is it? What's giving me the anxiety? What thoughts keep occurring in my mind that is continuously giving me great anxiety? What is it? So once I'm aware of that, then through practice, and again, this is where habit creation comes in. We're all habits, good and bad. We're talking here about creating good habits. So the more aware I am of my thoughts, the more aware I am of how my thoughts make me feel, the more aware I am every time it happens. And I can choose to pivot my thinking. So if I know that uh, certain thoughts, certain situations, even certain people make me feel a certain way, especially if it's negative, I'm aware of that. So when those thoughts pop into my head, I'm like, aha, there you are. I can grab you, you thoughts. And I can pivot because I can choose what to think about. I can choose what to picture in my mind. And so can everyone else. But instead of letting everything else around you, from other people to other things to other circumstances, instead of letting all of that dictate how you're going to feel, recognize the reality 
that you could feel however you want to feel purely because you can choose what to think about. And when you do that enough, you develop a new habit. It's a very powerful habit, too, because let me tell you, to take control over your mind and thus have your whole life become literally nothing more than the perfectly scripted and completely crafted uh, work of art that you yourself have designed it to be. It's no different from a, uh, a sculptor, uh, using that word, a work of art. Take a block of clay, right? The clay is just a block of clay, but the sculptor already sees what it is he or she is going to sculpt from that clay. It begins with a thought. It begins with an image in the mind. It begins with a dream. That is where it begins with all of us. So what is it that you desire? Think about that. Write it down. Have you really ever given thought about what it is you desire in life? And then have you ever written down or started to think about a plan of how to make that desire become your reality? because that is the pathway to success. Make sure your desire is something specialized. You know, hey, how do I make money off of this? Whatever it may be, there's always a way to make money. Now, does that, does that mean every idea is going to be a billion-dollar idea? No, of course not. And not only that, not, every, not everybody needs a billion dollars. I couldn't care less about that kind of money. I have absolutely no interest in being a billionaire, because knowing me, I'd give it all away anyway. What's the point? I mean, you can only live in so many houses at once. You can only drive so many cars at once. You can only go out to eat so many nights a week. You know, it's after a while. And you can only take so many trips. After a while, those things get boring. But the beauty is we have to realize that our lives are really nothing more than the internal sequence of experience that we are each having every moment of the day, from the time we awaken to the time we slip off into the world of sleep, and go wherever it is that we go when we do so. We are nothing more than the observers of our own individual experience. And we could either sit back and watch it be affected and impacted over uh, by other things. Or we can impact it through the choices that we make. We can impact it through the desires we have. And we can make the decisions of the, of the directions in which to move one way or another purely through choice purely through choosing which thought to think, and purely through keeping the images in our mind of our successes, of our dreams, of everything that we want and desire in life. For by doing so, the likelihood of these things happening increases with each and every day. Stick with it, folks. Stick with it. Develop a life plan. And by the way, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you think, well, you know, hey, I'm in my 50s and I, I never thought of anything. and uh, eh, Nonsense. You could start all over. You could start anything you want at any point in time. I don't care if you're 95. We also know that the brain can learn anything new at any point in time, regardless of age, in what is called neuroplasticity. That's the ability of the brain to learn a new thought or behavior or skill at any age, at any time, purely through choice. That's why when we put our attention on things, the more attention we put on them, the more deeply ingrained in our subconscious mind they become. That is why our view of the world is largely dependent upon all of that subconscious stuff that exists within us. And even I, with years and years of practice, I still have the belief systems in which I operate. Now, I'm open all the time. I'm a very open-minded person. I'm very scientific, those of you who know me, meaning I'm open to learning something new every day. And I'm also, by the way, completely open to realizing that everything I ever thought about a specific person or subject was completely wrong. In fact, that has happened to me. 
So I'm open-minded, and I'm happy to be open-minded because I find life to be fascinating. And the fact that we can control our minds by choice is something that nobody really, very few people actually talk about that, very few people actually realize that. But you and I have the power and the ability at any point in time just to choose where to put our attention. So when you feel down, when you're feeling not so good, well, one of the first things you can do is to put a smile on your face. Because smiling actually tricks. That's like a life hack, by the way. You hear me say this all the time, those of you who are my regular listeners. Smiling tricks the brain into releasing endorphins, which make you feel really good, into your bloodstream. Because it assumes you're happy. Even if you're not, you can make yourself feel happy. And when we smile through the use of mirror neurons, we make those who see us smiling feel as if they too are smiling. Because everybody's attracted to a smile. Everybody's drawn to happiness. That's what everybody wants. Nobody wakes up and says, ah, I can't wait to have a miserable day. I want this whole year to be the worst year of my life. Nobody says that. But we can, through self-fulfilled prophecies, bring that about. If we believe everybody's against us, we'll have experiences where it'll seem everybody's against us. If we believe most people are not nice or they're nasty, that's exactly what we're going to have as an experience. But if we believe people are inherently good, we will have that experience. And by the way, you want to learn about somebody, just listen to the way they speak about others. Yeah, if it's someone who's always putting other people down, that'll tell you all you need to know about that person. That person obviously has very low self-esteem. Because a person who is confident with self, good self-esteem, all he or she wishes is the best for everyone else. So even you, if you find that you are not necessarily wishing the best for everyone else, then that's a dead giveaway to you that you've got to work on something. You've got issues. Deal with them. That's okay. We all have issues. The most important thing we could do is each and every day to be working toward a goal. I don't care what that goal is. I mean, as long as it's nothing that hurts you or someone else. But any worthwhile goal and its achievement is actually the definition of success. And if you have that desire, and if you put a plan together, and then execute that plan, and then stay at it and never give up, knowing that each and every day you have complete control over who you are and over what you think. You have complete control over everything that goes through your head. You could either accept something as truth, or you can dispel it as false. You can either believe that you're a failure, in which case if you believe that, you will, you'll be a failure. Or you can believe that you can be successful. And if you believe that, you will be. So that is how we control our minds. That is how we create a pathway for success. Now, there are so many other things mixed in here, and that's the purpose of this podcast, is to give me the opportunity every day to kind of take one little small sliver of some topic and dive into it deeply, and to trope to hopefully give you a better understanding of some of these things in your own life, so that you could apply this application of knowledge to your own life and improve your life. I mean, that's the point of it, right? Every day we should be improving. Every day we can improve, even if it's just a little bit. Remember my first episode? By the way, if you missed the first episode of the this new series of podcasts, go back to episode one and you'll learn all about Kaizen, which is a Japanese philosophy about how by making teensy small little changes, small little changes, which you won't even notice, but if you do them enough and do them over a long period of time, they lead to huge monumental improvements and changes. And that's why... That's how we should run our lives. So like I said the last time, you want to lose weight? Don't go on a crash diet. Start by 
slowly cutting back on the amount of calories you ingest. Eventually, fewer calories will make you lose weight. You want to stop smoking? If you can't do a cold turkey, fine. Cut back on one cigarette per day for as long as it takes you. Could take you a month, could take you six months, could take you a year, but eventually you could be off and weaned off of the nicotine without feeling the withdrawals, without having all the, you know, that uh, the restlessness and the anxiety from quitting smoking because of the withdrawal from nicotine in your system. We all have the power to do it. We all need to be motivated. That's the thing. So find out what motivates you too. I know everybody has motivation, and that's generally what your desire is. And if you look at your desire, standing right behind it is the perfect dream, job, or business, or whatever. And when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Anyway, that's today's podcast. Don't forget to follow me on social media, folks. I'm on Instagram as Brian Haggerty. You'll find me there. I'm on Facebook as Brian Haggerty. And I'm on Twitter. My handle is at BHSpeaks. And, of course, I'm here on SoundCloud. And these will be added to YouTube. So regardless of whatever the forum in which you have heard me, I'd like to welcome you all and to thank you all. And please, message me with any questions because I like to cover topics about which people are interested and I also have the class program available. Get uh, It's at getclassnow.com. That's getclass, C-L-A-S-S, dot com now. Class stands for Communication, Language, and Social Skills. Those are my areas of absolute expertise. I teach you some of the basics, as well as some of the more advanced things, about how to be well-spoken, how to build confidence, develop charisma, and how to have great people skills so you can build massive amounts of friends and networkings and people will just love you i want people to love you when they see you and you can you can cultivate that you can cultivate the energy that when you walk in the room everybody's thrilled to see you once you're aware of what goes on in your mind and once you're aware of your behaviors your words your deeds your actions once you're aware of the thoughts that are keeping you back and once you're aware of how to control them and change them there's just nothing you can't be and you can Light up a room when you walk in if you desire. It takes a little work. You just have to learn what it is that people who do light up a room possess. And then you can choose to make the changes and the amendments in your personality or maybe even in your appearance, how you dress. You don't have to be a good-looking, handsome devil. That has nothing to do with it. It's all about how you make people feel. So tune in for the next one and uh, let me know your thoughts ladies and gentlemen and as always this is brian haggerty and this has been my podcast and i look forward to seeing you the next time have a great day everybody namaste